Hey there, and welcome to Unabashed You. We're here to encourage you to become who you already are through inspiring conversations with extraordinary everyday people like you and me. We have courage to show up in our own lives, believing in ourselves more, unapologetic for who we are. Feeling generous? Consider leaving a review, subscribing, and or sharing episodes. It matters. That algorithm is a real thing, and we do this with support from you. Find us at unabashedyou.com for episodes, blogs, social media links, and to be on our email list. When in doubt, type in unabashedyou to find us. And now for the woman who can't wait to know just a little bit more about you, Rochelle Condi Now. This woman... My three words for Isha Casa Grande, generous, driven, beautiful. And not just her appearance, although she's got that for sure. Her heart, it's as fine as they come. Her joy is to inspire women to be comfortable in their own skin. That can start as simply as a smile on your face first thing in the morning and putting something on your body that makes you feel good. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, Isha. I'm so excited to be here. I always love time with you, and I just love everything that you're doing. It's so inspiring. And it's so reciprocal, mutual. I love everything you're doing, and we're going to chat about that a bit. Uh, you, You do a lot with fashion to help women feel really good about themselves, and that certainly is right up our alley here as we talk about you know, becoming who you are, just, yeah. you know, whoever you are, be that. And it's, uh, it's wonderful. You know, it's an interesting time in life because there's, there's, there's a lot of crazy, <laughs> but also <laughs> one of the things that, that has happened is like, I, I feel like there's more freedom for us just to feel good about ourselves, yes. you know, where yes. it's not so much you fit into this box anymore. It is more like what makes you feel good right? What makes you glow? What makes you happy? What works for one person isn't the same for another person. And so it's really been fun. I've been in fashion for over 25 years and it's really fun right now to see this transition and how like anything goes and we see a lot of that, but how it's also, um, it's just really, it is about helping, you know, showing women how to feel confident every day and everything they're wearing, even if it's casual. Like even if you're casual and comfortable, it just because fashion, you don't have to be a stylist, you know, like a fashionista, you don't have to be into fashion to like the way you look. When you like the way you look, you do everything better in life. I agree with that. I do agree with that because you're showing up more confident because of the the clothes that you have on, whether that's casual or super dressed up or somewhere in between. Totally. Hey, your posture, your posture's better. You have a smile on your, you have a smile on your face when you're feeling good. It really, I don't think people really realize sometimes how important, what an impact it makes. And again, whether you like fashion or not, it's a huge impact on everything in your life to feel good, to feel good, (laughs) right. To feel good about yourself. Uh, yes, I agree. That's so good. So good. Okay, let's let's get to know you a little bit more because listener, Ish and I have known each other a few years now, and we don't get to connect quite as often as we'd both like. 
and we get to know we're going to get to know her a little bit more right yeah. now. So, your favorite TV show could be from now or back in the day. You know, it's funny because I don't watch TV <laughs> at like at all. I really don't. <laughs> and then when I thought the few things that I do um that that I have watched in the past and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, they're so like the opposite of well, I guess maybe not. So Sex in the City would be one of them, but yeah. The, the, I like the the fashion component and the wildness of that side. Some of it's a bit out there for me. And then I totally got hooked on the Netflix series called You, which is okay. a serial killer. <laughs> but I was a so I was a criminal justice major before I went into fashion. And oh, actually, my, my my um my whole focus was on serial killers, but it really got in my head, and so I so I quit. During college, I just couldn't do that anymore because it really got in my head. And so it's kind of funny where I was like, oh, great. Okay. I'm crazy. And (laughs) I still like that stuff. So I I mean, I understand because there's something about like motivation and all that is those of us who are curious, you know, about the human mind. Like, how does that happen? How do you get to that place? Well, and you know, what's interesting though, what I find as I get older, like I used to find it really fascinating. And then, I mean, really to be totally transparent, I used to have dreams that I was a serial killer and it was really strange. And that's when I had to get out of it. I was like, this is just too weird for me. Um, But now as I get older, I'm like, oh, it scares me in a very different way. I feel it. I respond to it in a different way. And so- I don't do it very often because I like things that make me feel good, not yes. that that make me scared or fearful. We have enough in our regular life, <laughs> right? Yes, yes. Agreed, <laughs> agreed. Okay, so TV is not a, an ongoing pleasure for you, which is fine. I, you know, it's just kind of a fun question because it, it oh, does yeah. reveal something about yeah. you. And of course, Sex and the City makes sense because of the fashion. And yes, yeah, some of it was too far out there. I yeah. totally agree with that. Okay, very cool. The biggest, uh, your your biggest crush growing up. I mean, maybe it was a person you knew, or maybe it was one of those sort of teen heartthrob guys. I was actually president of the fan club for Bo Derek from the Dukes of Hazard when I was nine years old in Napa. <laughs> Wait a minute, say so, president so the Duke, the Duke. Well, for our like Napa chapter, so I would have these little me. I was like ten years old, nine, ten years old, like totally crushing on Bo Duke. And oh, I said Bo Derek, not Bo Derek. You Bo did, Duke. and so I got I so confused. I was like, no, wait I'm, a minute, I kind of I am. I, I did crush on her too, but no, I was totally like just so enamored with him and had posters of him. And and so when I was younger, I did watch that show. Okay, so Dukes of Hazard. Dukes who, of Hazard. Who? Bo's the blonde. I think, yeah, the blonde. Okay, 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 got it. Okay. And you know what's funny is I, my whole entire life other than him I've not liked <laughs> that's not what I'm attracted to so I don't know why it started there <laughs> oh that is so funny and that's yeah. yeah that you know what you just never know how it's gonna go right yeah <laughs> is that John Schneider was he yes okay yes. there we go there we go thank you okay see okay. I just knew him as that so yeah he's was that yeah, his character's John? name I didn't I think I didn't. yeah okay so okay yeah. got it okay yeah Okay. <laughs> See, we learn something new every day. And you yes. know, for some people listening, they, they're they going to be able to relate to both the Bo Derek crush and also the uh, John Schneider crush. There amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And what's the thing you're most afraid of? And when I think of this, I, I think more sort of irrational fears, but you don't have to answer it that way. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause when I think the first thing that I'm most fearful of, it is, um, flying. I, I don't like to fly, um, mm-hmm. at all. And actually in times in my life, I would just stop flying and not fly for like 10 years at a time. Wow. And, um, I, I actually went through a flight safety program, uh, when I was probably 22 years old. I mean, I know everything about a plane. The company <laughs> I worked for sent me through this. It was an American airlines pilot and a whole therapy thing. It was called sore and they would send me cassette tapes and that's what I would listen to in my car. And so I finally started flying again and really committed to, I wanted to travel and I wanted to see things and experience things. And, um, you know, it's really turned into, um, now when I get in the air, I become in this very deep place of prayer and meditation because I am so fearful. So I love wearing a mask on a plane. (laughs) I have my earphones and I don't like to talk to anybody, even people that I'm traveling with, they know, just leave me alone. And it's my time with God. And, um, one time I remember flying and having a conversation and in prayer with God. And I was like, okay, God. I'm not afraid of where I'm going. (laughs) Once I die, I really don't want to die in an airplane crash. I certainly don't want to survive one, right? So there's a lot of different things. But I'm like, I'm like, God, why don't you just take this fear away? Why do I have to fear, you know, fear this? Because I know everything's going to be okay. And I could just hear him giggling at me and being like, but Isha, you are most connected to me when you are in the air. Uh, So why would I take that away? Because this is the time when I get 100% of your attention. Oh my God. So now it's turned into kind of a pleasurable thing. I still don't like it, but most of the time I get off a plane and I've gotten so good at just really relaxing into it that it's helped me in all parts of my life to really find that, that, that relaxation and, and, and talk myself out of that irrational because it does become irrational. Once you start spinning, sometimes it's really hard to get it back under control. Right. Totally get that. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now I would not have guessed that because Mm. You're such a traveler. Uh, I know. It's crazy. When I met my guy and fell in love with him, and I was traveling back and forth between San Diego and Reno, and at that time, Southwest would send you a card in the mail. When I got my frequent flyer card and like had all this, all these perks, I was like, never in a million years. I'm like, obviously, I'm in love because never in a million years did I think that was something that I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so great. Oh, I hope I hope he comes up later in our conversation. Such a mm, great guy. Me too. Well, random fact: most people would not know about you. I okay. So it's funny because I think about my life and even getting ready for this, and and just things that have happened with what I do, and the thing that all of a sudden I was like, wow, I've kind of forgot about this. <laughs> I used to when I was young. That is when all the like we called them the poser rock bands. So the glam bands, all the guys that would wear a lot of makeup, right? all of them. And I used to do all their makeup in the Bay Area. Ah. And some of them are big time bands. So like I knew everybody and, but I always did like hair and makeup for them. And I had, I, I mean, I ha- now I have to find these pictures. I'm like, I have pictures <laughs> of these guys. My hair was like this big and, um, you know, the, all the Aquanet hairspray and the big, so the big hair bands. And, um, it's funny because I was thinking about like, wow, how have I not remembered that? <laughs> and 
You know, I think a lot of people like growing up, because I was kind of a wild thing growing up, thought, oh, she's a groupie. She's this. And it's so funny because I think back on who I was then and I'm still the same person. I was never that. I was friends uh, with everybody. Right, right. I was friends. I never really, I, cro- I didn't cross lines because that's just not who I am still even to this day. Right. But it was kind of fun to think back and I'm like, oh, now I have to open up the old boxes of pictures and see what Polaroids I can find from that time now that this this story and this memory is in my head. I, gosh, that is so fun because again, something else I would not have known and yeah. so fun. What a fun little chapter you had in your life being able to do uh, that. Well, wait until you see the pictures. You might be like, oh, Isha, you look much better now than you need to do. <laughs> well, it's we crazy. all went through, if, if you were alive in the eighties and you were, yeah. you know, not a, a baby or a toddler, I mean, you're, you know, big hair was the thing. So yeah. 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 I could pull out probably a few big hair pictures too. <laughs> Ooh, see, let's compare them. I love it. Yes. What advice would you give your 10 year old self? You know, I, um, again, thinking back on my life, I think I would tell her to just be who she is, be who mm. she was. I was not popular when I was younger, I actually was somebody who a lot of jokes were played on. I definitely didn't peak in junior high and high school and had some things when I think back to them on how scarring they were, but I was just one of those girls, but I was also kind of liked. So I was kind of like in this weird place, but I, I think back on myself and I'm like, wow, I'm still that same person. I'm still that little Mm. girl. And I've been very authentic and true to myself and not all the time, but really I always find myself coming back full circle and being like, Hey, here's what's okay with me. Here's what's not, here's my beliefs. Whether you believe them or not, doesn't matter to me. Like it's my own life, you know, where I really like, and, and I live my life trying to make the world a better place and trying to help people fall in love with themselves. And I think back and I'm like, really, I was that girl. So I think that I would say, you know what, enjoy it more. Cause you're always going to be this way. Don't get so hopped up on it and, and don't cry so much. We don't need to cry so much. We need to laugh more. <laughs> oh, that's good advice. We don't need to laugh so much. And, and don't peak, don't peak in high school. It's better to peak later. <laughs> like, we don't need to cry so much. We, need we to don't laugh need more. to cry. Yes. 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 Um, okay. So fun. I mean, I, I, the reason I say so fun is I did see on your Instagram that you got to see Barbie and, Mm -hmm. um, that just that how she, her realization that crying, there was, you know, there's a time for it and it it Mm -hmm. can be very therapeutic, but obviously we don't want to overdo it. Yeah. Totally get that. I mean, and crying for the right reasons. I mean, sometimes, oh, yes. it, like you said, it does feel good. And sometimes laughing until you cry is the best cry you ever have. So <laughs> it can be tied in. But I, again, I think like just spending more time smiling. You know, I actually, I wake up in the morning and I used to be that girl that just popped out of bed. And now I am, um, I wake up and I grumble a little bit. I'm like, I don't know if it's just like getting older. And so I have started making myself, and I tell people, here's three quick ways I'm going to give you really quick that you can feel more self confident every day. When you wake up, put a smile on your face. When you are laying in bed, no matter what you're thinking about, if you just put an actual smile on your face, you feel ridiculous. So you start thinking different and all of a sudden your attitude's different because you can't be cranky with a big old smile on your face, right? Mm -hmm. Go in the mirror, find something you like before you find things that you don't. We're all going to find the things that we don't, but say something nice to yourself like, good morning, gorgeous, or hello, fabulous, or hey, you're so smart. You're going to have such a good day. You have big things today. You got this. Whatever it is, give yourself a pep talk. And then third thing is you got to wear something that makes you feel good. 
Because if you put on something that doesn't make you feel good, you're not going to feel good. Wow. And and you did just do a newsletter and I am on your newsletter list and, and you, you went over some of these and others that were very, very concrete, practical, helpful, right? Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, we talk kind of out there and it's like, no, this, this will not just know because that, that can be really helpful too. And let's do some very small things to make those big changes. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of um, everything, I think everything that you're successful in in life or that makes you feel good is creating habits. So mm. you have to work through creating habits and you could be, you just got to create the good habits because it's easy to create and you're creating habits all the time. So you get to choose whether they're, um, they're good or bad. So putting your energy and creating the good ones helps you get out of the bad ones quicker when you realize you're in the bad ones. Right. <laughs> so having a little checklist in the morning is really helpful, right? You get up every morning, you go have your coffee or whatever it is you have, you know, I do my devotional, I have a ritual. Well, it's, so it's easy to put a smile on my face. That takes zero time for me to add on <laughs> to right. things that I'm already doing, right? And saying, hi, fabulous. Like, yeah, I don't know if I believe it yet, but you know what I mean? Yes, but I do. Just being nice to yourself, how you'd say hi to your best friend, how you'd say good morning to somebody you love. Right. Gosh, that's so helpful. That is so Mm. helpful. You are very good at spreading um, so many things, uh, joy and uh, positive vibes and energy and, um, you know, love and encouragement. I mean, you're you're so many things wrapped up into this beautiful Mm. package. Thank you. That means the world to me. Thank you very much. Yes, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Okay, let's take the deep dive. You've been on our show before. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, your passion being fashion, and we've already alluded to that a bit. Right now, we're in a pivot series, so we're talking about changes. And obviously, Mm -hmm. we go through lots of changes through our life, you know, our entire life. It's just one ongoing pivot after the other. Okay, Siri is chiming in there. I'm not quite sure why. (laughs) <laughs> okay. what did Siri say maybe we need to know <laughs> uh, I, he said I'm not quite sure I understand oh uh, yes well, well Siri, we're gonna we're okay. gonna help you we're gonna that's help okay. you right now <laughs> yeah we are oh too funny um so you know talking about change you've been through some pivots recently and mm-hmm. we're talking about you know a change of direction how you managed it, what, what you learned. That's Mm -hmm. what we're doing right now. So I, um, I used to be really proud. There was this statement that I said about myself and I used to be really proud of it. I kind of have this self-deprecating kind of (laughs) humor that I've really been working on over the last several years because you do realize like, wow, I'm starting to believe these things. Yeah. Some of them are funny and they are characteristic and whatever, but there is a line that you have to be careful with. But one of the things that I used to say all the time is I love change almost to a fault. Ooh. And for a long time, that really worked for me. But then I realized that I was take all my time was like, oh, if this isn't working, then I must need to change. I must need to go a different direction. I must need to, and and not even pivot, but just fully go a different direction. Okay, so pivot to me, and it's so funny because that word means something very different after COVID, right? (laughs) Because it was used so much and some people just make some go, oh my gosh. But like you said, we do pivot all the time in life. And so 
I was thinking about how I used to say that and how I really believed it. And, and I wondered how many opportunities I missed because I didn't stick with what was in my heart and what I was, what I had meant to do. So what I have really learned through some of the changes in my life recently is, Hey, I've had enough experience in life. I'm 51 years old. I'll be 52 next month. I've had enough experiences in life that I pretty much know who I am. I know what I want to do for a living. I know what my calling is. You know, there are not, there's plenty of surprises along the way, but, but you know, the basics, right? You, you do get to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. At least I would hope so. I feel like I know myself pretty well. And now I've really found like, okay, that wasn't good because I just had energy just going everywhere. And it wasn't good for me because I was living in this state of right here all the time. And so you're not good when you're in that state. You're not good mm-hmm. at anything when you have too much and you're just grasping at straws. Now, when I first got into the industry that I'm in and I started my business, it was good for me to be able to pivot and change and do things. I had some huge opportunities. I mean, I had America's Next Top Model come to me and I did a few seasons with them. I did work with them, which was something that was just based off something I just like whatever I threw on the wall that stuck. And and so, but then it turned into, I hosted TV shows, like it turned into this big thing. So, so it served its purpose at the time to do that, but that would not serve me now. That kind of living would not serve me now. So now I have really found like in my, not even just my business, but my personal life is slower, steadier, more focused and, and spending a little less time um, a little less time doing it all, just ju- like jumping in and planned and spending a little time kind of planning it out. And that goes mm. for everything in my life. So socially, professionally, um, exercise wise, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So even I take each one of those. So exercise, I love to exercise. I've taught jazzercise for 20 years since I got back to Reno. Um, you know, I haven't really gone and taken classes anywhere else besides jazzercise in 20 years. So now I'm doing bar classes and Pilates and teaching too. And sometimes I'm working out too much (laughs) and I, and then I'm not having a good workout because it's too much. My body needs a break and I'm not planning enough. Right. Right. Where I'm finding for me, Hey, if I take a step back and go, okay, what all do I have this week? Am I going to get enough sleep? How much am I working? What are good times for me to work out? Would it be better for me to go for a walk? One of the days that I normally would take a class and really push my body. Would that be better for me? So planning that my social life, same thing. You know, I was a yes person forever. Cause I was like, Hey, I'm going to say yes to everything and just try everything, which again, served its purpose at that time in my life. But right. now I'm like, okay, I like to be at home. I learned, I'm one of those people that learned through COVID that I like to be at home. I like quiet. I don't like to be out all the time. I don't like the way my life used to live. And that's why I was always offset. So for me, in a lot of ways, that whole lockdown was, was just really like a blessing in a lot of ways. I found the good, the good in it. Right. And then, and business wise, you know, I would just go in all these different directions and, and the hard thing is I love everything that I do. Right. And there's a lot of facets to it. Fashion is not even what I'm about at all. Right. So my whole thing is I, I'm more of a image coach. I want to help people feel good about themselves. I want to teach people how to utilize what you already have and how to make better choices in the future so that you always feel that. I want to teach people to feel so good that it's not enough when you wake up in the morning and put on something you don't like because you don't want to feel that way. Like you get it right away. Right. So the big, 
pivot for me is getting more focused so that I have more free time. So I have more free time so that I'm not just spinning all the time and I have more free time. And it's been, um, just a, a huge, um, a huge gift. So my, and my business is really even showing that too, because, you know, you and I were talking earlier about social media. I love social media. I'm on it all the time. I love it because it's a, it's a, it's a tool. It's a free tool for a business. You know, when I used to do events in my store and I had to order, you know, like a thousand postcards, 2,500 postcards to, to send out in the mail. I mean, it would cost me thousands of dollars before I even did an event. Now I don't have to do that. So it's really, really changed things um, for me, but I'm very strategic. Even on my personal page, everything's very, very strategic, but my life I'm living I'm living the life. I, I'm, I'm talking the talk. I'm walking the walk. I'm living everything that I'm saying. And it is a lifestyle. And, and so everything is um, strategic. But sometimes I can find like, oh, if I don't plan, if I don't really sit down and get focused on what I need to do, I'm spending way too much time there. And then you get down the rabbit hole <laughs> where you're like, how many videos did I just watch of things that don't even matter? <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and so, um, so I just really have learned, I think the biggest pivot for me is just to slow down Mm. and really take a look at things and question, um, even taking the time at the end. So any event that you do, or, um, you know, I don't know for you at the end of a podcast, you know, you've evolved in your, how many numbers, what number? Well, you're going to be 174, 174. So exciting. But I'm sure you've learned along the way too, right? We're like, yes. hey, when I get off a call with somebody, I need to do this little evaluation. How did this go? Did I do it right? Do I need to change anything, right? There's like a little rhythm that we get into. Well, that makes you more successful every single time you do something. So I'm trying to build habits, even going back to what we talked to before about before, is building those habits where it's like, hey, it's the end of an event or the end of the day or end of whatever it is, whatever campaign I'm working on. Um, that I'm looking at it going, what worked? What did it? What did I yes. waste time at? Yes. What did I waste time at? And then you keep the good things, get rid of the bad things. And then the things that didn't really matter, like reevaluate them. Maybe you just right. need to tweak it a little bit um, to make it to make it more, more successful. But really, it's a great gift um, to give yourself time. It really is a great gift to give yourself time. And I feel like I have become such a better person. Now, one of the things that's happening in my life and and one of the pivots that I did not expect is, um, you know, we were living in San Diego and that's where I met you. I came from Reno. I really wanted to come back here. I'm a mountain girl. I've really learned that I love (laughs) the mountains. And um, we bought a house here in Nevada. Well, my guy's still in San Diego. So he was supposed to be able to go remote and he has not been able to go remote. Uh So we've been apart. We are now long distance again and we see each other every couple of weeks. And um, and it's, it's, it's pretty awful. Um, but, and, and here's a couple of things that happen that I'm trying to learn and pivot on now is it's awful because we are the couple that wants to be together all the time. Like if we get this, we love, we'll, we'll just text each other randomly. Can we go back to lockdown? Like we loved it because <laughs> we just got to be together all the time with our dogs and go on walks and do the things that we wanted to do. So now, um, I have to be really, really careful that when he's here. So sometimes it's every other weekend we see each other. Sometimes he'll come here for a couple of weeks. I almost shut down. I want to give him hundred percent of my attention and then everything else suffers, which mm-hmm. is not good when you're in business for yourself, unless you have that planned, right? Unless right, you have right. everything taken care of and I'm not quite that organized yet. 
So I trying to find that balance of everything where I have found that I even have to give myself that quiet time alone, even when he's around. Right. And he's respectful of it because I put that boundary in there um, and created habits for myself of things that I really need to do. So, you know, it's a learning process. It is a learning process for all of us with how we do things, but life should feel good. The majority of it, you should be able to find the good. Because there's is... a lot of good around us. Yes, yes. There's I, there's a lot yes. more good than negative. It's just the negative screams louder right now. <laughs> the bad stuff screams a lot louder right now. So I want to hear all the good stuff. I want to hear all the happy stories. I want to see people smiling. That makes me feel Gosh, good. Gosh, that is such a good, um, simple way of... of framing it that there is a lot more good, but the negative screams louder. Mm. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. That's so Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Is there anything else you want to share with us as we wrap up here? You, you, this is, I mean, there's, I, I just can't even really honestly, and I love words. I can't really even fully find the words to describe how inspired, Mm. how much I admire what you've said, how empowering it feels to hear you, to hear your thoughts just sort of wash over me Mm. as, as truth. And Mm. I, I I thank you for that. Is there anything you want to say? You know, I, I think the only thing that I would like to say is like, let it be that that's how we should feel good. And listen, sometimes I, I have less than five minutes to give myself that quiet time. Right. But it's every day there is some moment that I just go, okay, this is my time for my devotional, or I'm just going to sit and drink my coffee and not even open my phone yet. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be an hour or two hours, or you have to go for a walk. Sometimes we put pressure on ourselves like, oh, I have to find that quiet time. Make it real simple. Make it real simple. Just breathe in the shower. Like, don't think, just get it all out of your head and just imagine, just think about what it feels like, how good it feels when you're washing your hair. Little tiny things like that are going to create a whole lot of little um, habits. And then you're going to have this just beautiful life that you, that you have more good times than bad. Right. That's so well said. Well, thank you so much for that. I'm as always very grateful Mm. and thank you for coming back on to share all this good stuff about, uh, making the most out of pivots and how you can do that. And, um, I, I just adore you. Mm, Thank you, friend. I love you. I love you too. As Isha shares, there is a lot of good going on in our lives, but we need to be careful because the bad screams louder, which then tends to get our attention. So what will you focus on? Take it slow, steady, and be a planner so you can free up some time to be. Keep the quiet time simple. This is what she has learned. Isha knows who she is and knows her calling. Can we each say the same? And now a closing prayer. God, help us to be authentic, to know who we are, to take the passion you've given us and put it out there. May we find balance and feel the good. Slow down and treasure the quiet time simply to be. Guide us in our learning to be all that we can be. Amen. Go on. Feel good about yourself. Be unabashed. Be you.